0: My wonderful friend, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary relig- religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world's religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Corita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for FAITH-FM, and I'm happy to be with you today. Thank you for joining us again. It's our pleasure to welcome you to the program, and I'm inviting you right from the beginning to be part of this program. And you know by now that you can send us a text message with your thoughts, maybe a question or just a comment in regard to the topic which we are going to address. Um, and uh, the number where you can send the text message is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. On the same number, we'll come just a little bit later to talk a little bit about the offer which we have for today. It's a wonderful uh, book, Signs of Hope. And um, you'll need that number to send a text message with a code which we'll give to you just a little bit later. But right now, I would like to welcome, uh, to the program, our co-host today, and this is Eric Hoare. Good to have you with us, Eric.
1: Uh, thank you, Nick. It's, uh, good to be back again. And, uh, I tell you what, I, I really enjoyed the weekend, the weather, but today, man, it's like winter. In fact, in the weekend, we had the Ankara camp. We had our Aboriginal folk come and we had a camp there all weekend. Uh, we had 55. Uh, Come and join us Which was wonderful Mm. And uh, we had a baptism there uh, Two baptisms Which was wonderful The weather was absolutely perfect And uh, such beautiful scenery If anybody's been out to Swan Reach Walker's Flat Absolutely beautiful spot Right by the river And the church has um, a little campground there Mm. That we must hold on to Because it's so beautiful And it was such a relaxing time And well now we're back into winter
0: again Yes (laughs) Well just uh, while you said that Eric, I like to just mention a little bit more about yourself because if there is somebody just listening now and not probably haven't heard you yet uh, on the radio, but uh, Eric is a very passionate, um, you know, uh, servant of the Lord of God. He worked in ministry for uh, uh, a number of years. Uh, he likes to call himself uh, semi-retired now, but I think he's busier than before. Um, and yes, Eric, uh, Eric, you working with Aboriginal? Um, People, as you just mentioned, you know, we have here in South Australia, like uh, a group, a church. We call it with uh, working with. Yeah, you work with them, and you love that uh, work for a number of years now. How long do you remember? How long you are now with the Aboriginal um, people?
1: Well, I started back with Pastor Eric Davy <laughs> quite a while ago, so I would say probably around nine years mm, with the with group. Mm. And um, uh, you know, we have our Bible studies and our arts groups, and. Um, uh, a wonderful fellowship time together. Um, we have this camp once a year, which is really good. Um, but, uh, yeah, we have, um, some of the Aboriginal people, um, they come and go. Yeah. Um, some of them come from the outback and come into the city for some time mm-hmm. and then go back again. So we've sort of got a shifting population of folk, but, yeah. uh, uh, but we still keep in touch with many of them and uh, great friends. Um, uh, and, uh, some of them from way out at Unadatta mm-hmm. and other places, Port Augusta, Sejuna, all over, uh, good friends. And, uh, that's what it's all about, isn't it? In ministry. Yeah. We're a church family.
0: Absolutely. Church been, I've been involved myself with uh, with the group for yeah. a few years as you yeah. may recall that yes. and uh, just a few years ago uh, before the COVID, uh, I was able to be at Ankara Camp you mm. know, walk a flat there with a mob there and we really enjoyed the uh, time together and I believe yeah, as you just said it was a glorious day, you know on uh, this weekend, on Saturday and Sunday yeah. uh, I think you had a very good time definitely there and um, you know, we like to uh, acknowledge, you know, the um interest and uh, passion and faithfulness of these uh, people, you know, they are very spiritual, actually, Aboriginal yeah. you know, people, uh, they are very spiritual. i been able to go into the Outback myself uh, a few years ago, even in, in the central of Australia and think there, very remote uh, yeah. community and um yeah they uh, they are very open you know to the word of god i think that's wonderful that you even uh, yeah, had yesterday opportunity to uh, to have a baptism there because mm. that's what it is with us uh, all eric uh, even broadcasting here to a christian radio station that we want to see people giving their hearts to god
1: yes and a life changed as a miracle mm. and uh, you know uh, sometimes we don't see it working the holy spirit working on the inside uh, but um Uh, You see the changes and uh, the commitment. And as you say, they search very much spiritually. Mm. Um, And I have high regard for the Aboriginal people that come. Uh, They come from all backgrounds, and uh, it's wonderful, wonderful to work with them. I count it a privilege to to visit them in their homes and to um, open the Word of God with them. It's a real privilege, and God is working mightily among these people for sure.
0: Absolutely, absolutely right, Eric. Again, this is Faith FM Drive Time Q and A with Nick Rita and Eric Hoare Here we are going to um, approach um, a bit of a topic here for the whole uh, week: uh, contentious issues for believers. It's a little bit of a continuation of uh, last week when we talk about uh, the Bible and the media in a post-biblical culture. Uh, through media, you know, we are exposed to all sorts of things, Eric, uh, and uh, we are going to approach today this question, uh, does the Bible support any conspiracy theories? Mm. Just out of the other day, um, um, Joseph and Will, they look at the question here, does the Bible have anything to say about conspiracy theories? And uh, Joseph and, and Will, they shared a little bit about conspiracy theories and the impact on our life in these days. Now, particularly with the media and um, all those things, you know, uh, bombarding us from all angles, it's very important to understand and to know what sort of impact can have uh, on each one of us these uh, these this sorts of things but um, yeah the other day um, it was laid out out there a little bit of understanding that many conspiracy theories you know they they can just traumatize people but never there's not nothing true about mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and uh, there were some examples there like uh, you know uh, some people believe that you uh, September 11, eleven for example, it's a conspiracy theory going around. Now, uh, is that true or not? We may need uh, a little bit more time, you know, and history may prove uh, things like that. Or uh, another thing they just shared that um, some people, uh, uh, you know, uh, think that's a conspiracy theory that uh, man went on the moon mm-hmm. and, yeah, again, uh, don't, it's not very easy to prove those sorts of things or the, this earth is flat. Some mm. people believe that that's, that's, that's the case, you know. But interesting enough that even the Bible points to um, uh, to this aspect that the world or this planet earth, it's actually round. Mm. Um, yeah, there are some passages. I'm not going to go into that in, in the book of Job. I like to uh, come back again uh, and we are going to look a little bit more into these aspects and see uh, if the Bible supports any of these uh, conspiracy theories. Now I must say that uh, you we should not be just negative about conspiracy theories because we need to be alert if there are something going on there, we need to to look at it. We cannot be just um Passive towards um, these things happening. And I, I came across, Eric, uh, a bit of an article here from the Reader's Digest. they saying that the 12 conspiracy theories actually turn out to be true. Mm. And I just want to mention maybe a couple of them um, just before before the um, Going into the Bible to see what the Bible has to say about these things, and now I know, Eric, uh, you shared with us even on this program that uh, before you got to know God, uh, you had a different uh, lifestyle. You were involved in few different things there, you know, and one of those things uh, I can uh, associate too because I was a smoker. I think you were you were a smoker too, mm-hmm. did you? Yeah. And, um, a bit of a conspiracy theory about, uh, uh smoking, you know, it's nothing harmful with, the uh, with the cigarettes, you know. And I know that maybe close to a hundred years ago or something like that, uh, tobacco was even uh, prescribed, uh, to some people to ease their cough. <laughs> it's interesting yeah, enough, right. you true. know. Yeah. Now, probably uh, that was because people didn't have all the facts, no. all the information at that time. And, when you have a puff maybe of that cigarette, it may take the first thing off maybe that uh, cove, but uh, nobody knows how, how dangerous they are. And, and here's the conspiracy. Uh, for decades, tobacco companies buried evidences that smoking is deadly. And that's true. When I was smoking, we didn't have on the pack of the cigarettes all those information that the uh, tobacco it's harmful. Mm. Uh, and these people, these big companies, because they start to make a lots of money, they were not keen to share uh, the effects, you know, mm. uh, straight away. Uh, but um, uh, this Reader uh, uh, digest says here, uh, the truth is that at the beginning of the 1950s, research was showing an uh, indisputable statistical link between smoking and lung cancer Mm -hmm. but it wasn't until the late 1990s that Philip Morris the nation's largest cigarette maker at the time admitted that smoking could cause cancer you see that was kept secretly for so long for so long There are other uh, examples, um, Eric, the drinks. And it says here that the conspiracy was that uh, during those time of prohibition, that in the alcohol there was put a a substance which was uh, uh, dangerous, actually, was uh, like a poison. And that, again, that went as a conspiracy that during that time of prohibition, uh, even the government could be involved in things like that. And uh, interesting, the truth came out, says that the crazy conspiracy theories almost always suggest that the government is behind it. <laughs> <You> know, that's <laughs> what people want to, uh, to hear. And they were right, again, manufacturers of industrial alcohol had been mixing their product with a dangerous chemical for years prior to prohibition. But between 1926 and 1933, the federal government pushed manufacturers to use stronger poisons. Mm. Now, uh, this article goes further, says to discourage the girls from turning to alcohol. You know, Now, that didn't stop, you know, the actual thing, because we know uh, during the prohibition, the black market was even stronger than, uh, you know, than before. But anyhow, um, it's believed that uh, about 10,000 Americans have been killed uh, by those uh, tinted booze. And there are many other, Eric, here, one which caught my attention. It says that the the first lady who ran the country, he's talking here about the wife of the American president uh, by the name of... uh, Woodrow Wilson, Mm -hmm. and um, the conspiracy was that he had um, a heart problem, a stroke actually, and uh, later on it was found out that indeed Wilson did suffer a debilitating stroke towards the end of his presidency, uh, but the government felt it was in the country's best interest to keep it quiet. The public didn't learn about the stroke for months, during which time his wife, Edith Wilson, was making most executive decisions. And um, despite uh, Mrs. Wilson claiming that she acted only as a steward, historians who have analyzed the Wilson term in office confirm that for well over a year, uh, Mrs. Wilson was efficiently the president. Mm-hmm. You see, and, and that uh, the historical um, uh, documents prove that thing, you know. And the reason I'm sharing this, uh, Eric, today is we need to pay attention to some of the things happening around. We don't need to be paranoid mm-hmm. or uh, believe in the things which we cannot prove or we cannot, you know, uh, at least assess. But at the same time, we can cannot be ignorant no, of the things going around us.
1: No, and it's interesting too that uh, there was a couple of conspiracies that I, I know of too, and one was where um, there were thoughts that the science of Scientology um, wanted to try and get rid of um, uh, government records of you know what they had on them because they were. Um, researching into them mm. and trying to find out information. And there was a, a rumor going around that was happening. Uh, um, some people thought it was a conspiracy. Well, mm. it actually happened because 5,000 um, people from the Church of Scientology uh, back in uh, 1973 uh infiltrated uh, some of the US federal agencies uh they were fearful of losing their reputation uh and so um uh the US was the primary target and the objective was to obtain documents related to the church uh and uh the founder uh Ron Hubbard's uh, criminal activity from 136 government agencies foreign embassies cons- uh uh, private organizations that were disapproving of uh, church activities and it was actually called Operation Snow White mm. and it's considered one of the largest infiltrations of the US government in history between 1977 and 1980, 11 church executives including Hubbard's wife Mary Sue Hubbard pleaded guilty and were convicted, convicted of obstructing justice burglary and theft of documents and, and government property. Mm. So it actually happened where they wanted to get get rid of the evidence that was against the Church of Scientology and and against the founders, and and you can look it up online and you'll see that this is is actually true. And and closer to home, I remember that when the Ukraine war broke out, I I was getting um, emails to say that um, some of the buildings that were being shown as being blown up, uh, that uh, this war actually was not happening, that um, it was all uh, propaganda Mm -hmm. (laughs) to say Mm -hmm. that Russia was not invading the Ukraine. Well, uh, we know that that is completely opposite to that and that was the rumor, the conspiracy that I had That, but it was actually happening, it was true uh, that Russia was invading um, the Ukraine. So it's interesting that uh, these things get out, don't they? And and uh, and it's uh, confusing sometimes you know what is truth and what is not truth. Mm,
0: mm. And we are going to look uh, a little bit more uh, Eric, into the Bible to find out about one of the greatest conspiracy yes. uh, ever happened, That's right. um, you know, to look into that. But just before mm. we the Doing that, I'm going to take a short break, but I would like our listener to take notice of the offer which we have for today, and uh, this is the book called Signs of Hope. Um, in a world in which life is no longer sacred, hunger and poverty are rampant, rampant, and natural disasters are worse than ever before. People find themselves hoping against hope that things will get better, and turn on the news, and you will be bombarded with stories of uh, uh, vicious crimes, cruel wars, and terrible disasters from all appearances. Our world seems to be hurtling towards a catastrophic final. Finale. But who's to blame for all this chaos anyway? In there, actually, a rational explanation for the horrific events that take place each and every day, and is there anything that could save us from this mess? Alejandro Boulogne tackles this and other daunting question and discovers that the crisis in which we are found ourselves is itself a sign of hope, pointing to the grand finale, the second coming of... Of Jesus Christ. Now this book is yours, my dear friend. If you send us a text message with the code S A seventy five on zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, please don't hesitate to claim this offer. And also on the same number which I announced zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, you can share with us. Right now, as we are going live on this program, a thought, a question, uh, something which really uh, bothers you in regard to the topic which we are discussing today. Does the Bible support any conspiracy theories? But right now, a song and we'll be back shortly. Mm -hmm. Back to Faith FM Drive Time q and A with Nick Krita and our co-host today it's uh, Eric Hoare. We are talking about does the Bible support any conspiracy theories? And my dear friend, uh, just before the break, we talked about the book which we have prepared for you today, and that's called Signs of Hope by Alejandro Boulogne. And if you like this book, uh, you can send us a text message with the code SA75. To the number zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, And our uh, friendly robot will ask you a couple of questions to take you through. I can see already, Margie, you requested. Uh, God bless you. And um, yeah, I hope you'll enjoy this uh, book as soon as uh, we'll arrive at your place. Eric. I'm asking again this question. Does the Bible support Any conspiracy theories?
1: Well, it's interesting, uh, Nick, that um, the dictionary's definition of a conspiracy theory is a theory that explains an event or set of circumstances as the result of a secret plot by usually powerful conspiracies, conspirators. Mm. And uh, it's interesting that um, in the world in which we live, it is very tricky now to. Listen to something and, and actually think whether it's true or not. We talked about the media uh, last week and uh, how sometimes you can um, be tricked away by the media, if you like, into mm. believing things that aren't true. Or there's so much uh, stuff you're getting on emails and things that think, you know, is this right or is this not? But in the Bible, it talks in there about the greatest conspiracy of all. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's interesting that um, uh, some people actually believe that Satan, the devil, is not a person, Uh, but rather uh, they believe that he's an evil force inside you, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Even by uh, believers sometimes think this in various churches. About a quarter of Australians report that they've had a supernatural experience. Uh, About six in ten Australians believe that there is a God Mm -hmm. uh, or a spirit or a force. Um, But a study by the Center for Applied Research uh, from a university, found that 69% of adults believe that Satan is not real, mm. um, but rather is a symbol of evil. So, about a third only believe in the devil, you know. And as you read the Bible and as you understand um, how the devil works, it's this trick- trickery, if you like, uh, of getting into people's minds that is the greatest conspiracy of all because he's, he's here to attack the, to go attack God Mm. and he's here to attack his people. Um, and it's interesting that, um, You know, in Ezekiel 28, 12, 15, that the devil started off absolutely perfect. It says that you were the signet of perfection, Mm. full of wisdom and perfect and beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was your covering. On the day that you were created, they were prepared. You were an anointed guardian Cherub, I placed you. You You're on the holy mountain of God. In the midst of the stones afar you walked. You were blameless in your ways from the days you were created till unrighteousness was found in you. So here is something that turned into uh, an attack against God. Started off as something beautiful that was never meant to be.
0: And Eric, as you mentioned that, it come to my mind um, and I picture uh, again uh, those moments when uh, I've been exposed to this sort of uh, thing, you know with a lot of mm-hmm. believers, you know, yes. Christians who said that it is not uh, such a devil, like we are the devil in ourselves when we choose to do uh, wrong, mm. you know, but there is not devil. and interesting that the devil will like this sort of thing because if we uh, believe in this uh, that there is not devil, then um his plan. Which is uh crafting so you know wisely uh will not impact us, will not have an effect on us, but also what I notice Eric, is that those people who didn't recognize Jesus as our uh, you know uh, as God mm. and savior were more inclined to um, to say that there is not uh, a devil mm. because if there is no devil, there is not need of a savior. Mm you know and, right. and we can be very tricked around this aspect um, and as you just said the bible points out so clearly about a heavenly being uh, called even you know the star of the morning you know uh, mm. lucifer and uh, we can go uh, another time in the study of this aspect what that meant you know but he started a plot if mm. you like yes and that was for many and probably even today is that believe that that was just a conspiracy theory and satan i i will say eric probably he wanted us to believe that's not true you know mm. that's a, that just a conspiracy
1: yes and you know like it talks in revelation 127 to 7 to 9 that uh, a war arose in heaven and uh, michael god and his angels fighting against the dragon the dragon being the devil and the dragon and his angels fought back but he was defeated and thrown um thrown down from heaven, that ancient serpent who was called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to the earth and his angels are thrown down with him. You know, I I uh, know that um, uh, there's a lot of evil in this world. And when you realize that a third of the angels, evil angels, Mm. were thrown down to this earth, he is a deceiver, it says here. Now, a deceiver, uh, the Greek word for deceives is uh, piano, piano, which means to deceive, lead others away from the truth cause others to wander or lead others aside and this is satan's goal for every believer he's got a third of the Mm, evil angels mm. here to lead him astray so this is actually a thing of the mind because where we make our decisions of what we understand it comes from our mind of what we're following you know, and it causes us to have a lifestyle that when we're following God and we're not being deceived, we feel close to him. Our lifestyle, our character reflects who we're following. Mm. Like um w- uh, I talked the other week about whatever our eye beholds, whatever we see, we will follow. Mm-hmm. So then uh, this is where the mind is so important. So this the devil came down to deceive us, to have mind power over us, to leave us in the wrong direction, to take us away from our savior. That's yes. the whole purpose of being here. It's a conspiracy that people are not recognizing and seeing. It's just uh, interesting that tonight before I came here, I had a hot drink with my friend Peter and we went to a cafe and uh, afterwards we went into cheapest chips to have a look around. Um, in the Golden Grove, and you know when I walked in through the doors, it was amazing to see. But up on the aisle there was four witches. Wow, with black, you know, with all their garments on, all these uh, uh, mock four witches up there with their their hats and their broomsticks, and uh, beside them there was these um, these hands that looked like that they were bloody, and there was this. Um, Girl, there that looks so evil, um, and these are things that people buy for Halloween and put into their yards. You know, yes. Do they really understand what that means? Do they uh, understand what they're following? Yes. Do they think that this is good? Do they think that this is a good way to lead children into? Mm-hmm. And this is how the devil has has fooled people. This he he has them thinking that something like this is attractive. Yes. Uh, that this mystic thing of of witches and spells and things even through the the movies of Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. uh, To make that and put that in the mind and lead people astray takes them away from God.
0: And that's in the mind of the vulnerable, uh, as you just said, Eric, because from early age, we talked about uh, the other week, about how to be responsible in managing media, uh, responsible for our children. Mm. And, you know, in these days, Eric, the children, the young ones, and not only, not only, um, I should say, they are so much uh, exposed to these things, which apparently is just fun, is just something mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know uh, harmless. harmless and yes. things like that. But we don't know who's mm-hmm. behind it mm-hmm. and what's the um, real intention with all those things to really brainwash, if you like, uh, uh, ourselves and to mm-hmm. um, plant well, into our experience. mind and heart the yep. things which he wants to um, mm-hmm. to do. And the Bible says that. The only thing what the enemy of God wants to do is to kill and destroy.
1: And that's what the conspiracy is. You don't know who's behind it. Mm. What's actually happening? And the... um. Bible actually says that the devil tries to appear as an angel of light yes. to people, completely opposite to seeing those images. It was funny when I was walking out of the counter, I uh, I noticed that these these uh, this uh, witches and all these things were quite near the uh, near the lady who was at the counter uh, who was serving, and I said to her, "Oh, it must be pretty pretty horrible having those things staring down you all day." And she said, "Yeah, there's one there that looks straight at me, and everywhere I look at her, she's watching me." You know, uh, but it's just just interesting how uh, people go up and buy these things, mm. and they think it's harmless. And this is what we're talking about today: about how Satan has deceived, has a conspiracy to bring. God down I mean I've often heard that you know something bad happens oh it's an act of God mm, you mm. know at a natural disaster and so trying to blame God but he has this he has a system I believe the Satan has developed a system that deceives mankind uh, through fear he bases his uh, the fear of death for instance Hebrews 2 14 to 15 says since the children have flesh and blood he too shared in their humanity so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death—that is the devil—and free those who, all their lives, were held in slavery by their fear of death. In other mm. words, death came into the world because of sin, yep. because of the, of the of the devil. And it's saying here now that he entraps people into this uh, idea of death. He he um, he has that power to to lead people to death. The controlling power. To, to destroy lives but Christ says that by his death he breaks that cycle he mm, frees mm, them mm. so it is through fear of death that uh, that Satan uses he he uh, brings people into that area and, and it's interesting that Solomon, Uh, In Ecclesiastes 1 and 2, says, he says this, he says, Meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher, utterly meaningless. I have seen all the things that are done under the sun, and all of them are meaningless, are chasing after the wind. In other words, he's saying that if we live our lives without God, it's meaningless. It means that if we haven't got Christ in our lives, we don't know the direction in which we're going. We are being... Persuaded by the, the self-emotion, if you mm, like, mm. what our feelings are like. And the devil will entrap us if we based ourselves on emotions and the way we feel about things instead of the word of God.
0: And this is said by uh, Solomon, which many even today believe that was one of the wisest uh Mortal, you know, who lived on earth, um, uh, Solomon. But you know, uh, Eric, uh, while you mention all those aspects in the Bible, what I like is that the Bible provides information. The Bible, if you like, uh, exposes the secret uh, plans of the enemy, of yes. the, the, the one who conspires yes. or, and conspired against God. Mm. And we have This option, we have this opportunity, if you like, to go into the Bible, to read the Bible and find out about the plan of the evil one. But Mm -hmm. if we are ignorant and just live the life like that, we don't want to hear this or to know that, we may be trapped into the acts or into the uh, you know, traps of uh, of the enemy, not even knowing. That's right, and it's been ig- not ignorant so much
1: as the fact that we don't want to follow. When we read something, it took me it took me a number of years to accept. Um, a, for instance, the Sabbath. I knew it was right, but I knew that also that I, uh, when I worked at uh, the place I did, that I was getting triple time on that day, mm. and it took me a long time to to accept in faith and step out in faith of what God was asking us to do. And when we read something in the Bible that is contrary to our maybe our tradition or uh it may be contrary to the way we're acting and we don't want to give those things up, we rebel against it. Paul did about talk, Paul talked about that. He said, I do the things I know I, I shouldn't do, you know. Mm, and he was mm. talking about that. But it's interesting that Second um uh Colossians chapter four, three to four says and even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. So it's saying here that the God of this age blinds the minds of those unbelievers so they cannot even see the light of the gospel. So even though they may come and read the scriptures, they may not see the truth in the Bible. And uh and because of what the lies from what Satan is is telling them, you know, I've often s- thought to myself, I've heard people say, oh, I hear God telling me one thing in one ear and I hear Satan tell me to do something in the other ear. And often you hear of people who have, have murdered people and they've said, look, you know. Satan told me to mm. do it, you know? And so this is a cosmic battle that's going on. It's a spiritual battle that you and I don't see. And, uh, so it's telling us here that the devil tries to veil the gospel to those who, who are unbelievers, who are maybe stepping towards that, that, uh, that side of things, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: But what, to, to be able, Eric, if I could, uh, add here, mm. uh, to, um, how to say that, to (laughs) de-conspire, was the word. Uh, We need to know the truth. Is that not right? Mm. We need to uh, to know the word of God, because the word of God reveals to us uh, about these things. And um, somewhere in the Bible, I can't think of the passage now, but it says that if you hear about these things, or if not even look, not go and even look, at, at them, mm. um, what the, what that means? Mm. Uh, as we talked a bit earlier, um, these days uh, we are bombarded with uh, with exposure to all sorts of things which we think they're innocent in themselves, like Halloween you mentioned and all the Ouija boards and all those things, you know. Mm. But actually, the Bible tells us not to get into that territory. Yes, because we are dealing with an enemy which is. Uh, uh, you know uh, powerful mm-hmm. and if we go on our own there uh, disobeying god which god cannot be with us or protect us then uh, we we really expose ourselves to a force which is way uh, beyond our resistance i will say
1: that's right first corinthians 15:33 says do not be deceived evil company corrupts good character so it's telling us even to um, to stay away from those who are evil. You know, I I know with many families I work with that often when they study to s- start to study the scriptures, uh, or they try to move their lives, uh, they have read about giving up things that are harming them, and the Bible talks about drink. Drink is an evil thing that talks about, and they've tried it at It often even within the family, mm. they they don't like to see the change. That even though it may be good for somebody to move away from these things, they still want them to, to be part of that drinking circle, if you like. Mm. And, uh, and it's, it interests me that if, if somebody who is an alcoholic is giving up drink, it's a good thing. But to some around them that are blinded by this, um, they want them to stay within the circle. Yes. So that uh, either they can help pay for the drinks or that they can still part of the family. And it's very hard for people to, Give up some of these things when their whole family is doing it mm. because that's sometimes the only friends they have or family yeah, they have.
0: That's so it. it's
1: very hard. So the devil's very wily in tra- trapping people in our lifestyles. And that's what he does. It's it's all part of uh, of mind control, if you mm. like. Of uh, God tells us in His laws, for instance, His health laws are what is good for us. And when we start to move in those directions, we feel better, our mind is clearer, and and things are, uh, move along much better for us. But when we start to move back into some of those habits, then we start to lose that uh, that mind control. If Correct.
0: And like. even as a smoker, um, yes. ex-smoker, I should say. Eric mm. uh, you know that many times I was exposed to that aspect of like passive smoking Yes. but you need to take decisions to stay away you know even from from those people who are smoking even though you are not smoking but you need to stay away because otherwise you can um, be harmed maybe even worse than uh, by smoking a cigarette and if you see these things happening around just stay away from uh, from them stay away mm. and i believe yeah, that is very important. Hey, I'll take mm. again a very short uh, break sure. here, Eric and we'll come back to um, uh, to bring it a little bit more together. Mm. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And this is Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nikrita and Eric Hoare. Today we are uh, addressing this question: Does the Bible support any conspiracy theories? Just the other day we talked about um, another very important question. I believe: Does the Bible have anything to say about conspiracy uh, theories? I would like to just look at a text message which came through after the um, at the program, Eric. And um, I thank you, Jeffrey, for um, raising that aspect, because we are talking today, Eric, about uh, the devil, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe one of our presenters were talking about uh, the devil that he had a, a kind of an eye issue, like an eye eye problem, because he said, "I will ascend, I will be like God, I will." And um, uh, our friend here he says this: uh, "Hi, that's with an." I as in island. Please don't teach your children or our children to associate the letter I with Satan or Lucifer or the devil. Believe it or not, the Bible is not a code book and should never be treated as one if you do, if you are adding to the Bible something which is a sin, uh, Jeffrey, I got your uh, message there. You thinking that uh, we should not uh, associate uh, the letter I with Satan, even though I heard about some people say, you know what, that's the middle of sin. You know, S, I, and uh, N. You know, yes, it's true. It's true, uh, my dear friend. Uh, and some people probably want to use an um, an illustration, maybe to bring the the point across. But indeed, Satan had the problem with uh, with self. <laughs> you know, we die. And hopefully we don't. Uh, any thoughts on that yeah, aspect, I think,
1: Eric? I think what the pastor the other day was meaning was talking about pride. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we um, try to place, that's what was uh, happening with the devil, wasn't he? He wanted to be like God. In fact, he wanted to be above God. He wanted worship. And so it was all about pride with him. And pride can be our downfall. Uh, and we need to look away from ourselves. Um and to other, to help other people by helping other people, uh, by being in ministry, and by uh, what Jesus was doing when he came to this earth was showing that he was going to people that other people thought were despicable, mm-hmm. uh, that wouldn't even associate with the sinners. He was saying, "I'm not above these folks. I'm, I'm. These are my people." Yeah. And that's what he was saying that we're all equal. That we shouldn't place ourselves above anybody else. And that's what he was saying, not to look at I or myself, right? But to actually have no. Because pride can be a downfall.
0: Mm. Yeah. Alright, but thank you for the message uh, again, uh, Jeffrey, and I'm encouraging each one of you, my dear friend, listening today, send us a text message with your thoughts, uh, maybe a, a comment in regard to the topic which we are uh, uh, talking about. Uh, does the Bible support any conspiracy theories? And again, I would like Mention that you can uh, have a free book in your hands called Signs of Hope if you send us a text message with the code SA75 to the following number 0488880811, and we'll be very happy to organize that. All right, Eric, we have a few more minutes few left minutes. there. Okay. Could you please bring it together a little bit? Yep.
1: Well, I believe that deception results from not understanding the scriptures and the power of God. Matthew 22, 29, Jesus replied, you are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. So if we can stay close to him, then we won't be deceived uh, as much as as uh, we would. Uh, also, habits, we need to form uh, everlasting Habits of Goodness. Uh, Psalms 95.10 says, For 40 years I was angry with that generation. I said, They are a people whose hearts go astray and they have not known my ways. Uh, so we follow the ways of our Lord. And also, uh, Satan uses signs and wonders to deceive people believers and unbelievers. Matthew twenty four twenty four. for false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. But what I found interesting too, Nick, was that, um, uh, that there are some things that the Lord hates, seven things. It's mentioned in Proverbs six sixteen mm-hmm. to 19. It says, there are six things the Lord hates, seven that are detestable to him. Uh, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, Hands that shed blood, a heart that devises wicked schemes, feet that are quick to rush into evil, a false witness who pours out lies, and a person who stirs up conflict in the community. And it's interesting that out of these seven things, six of them are to do with our character, right. talking about what about having haughty eyes mm-hmm. or a, a lying tongue. This is spreading gossip and mm. and um, uh, controversy and all that. Uh, uh, verse 18 was a heart that devises wicked schemes, you know, feet that are quick to rush to evil or a fault w- witness who pours out lies and a person who stirs up conflict to the community. But one of them was hands that shed innocent blood, something we do. So a lot of this is inside. It's It's... It's our inside spirituality Mm. that shows the character of who we are. And so remember that deception is a reality in our day and age. In fact, the majority of our your loved ones and friends are under deception according to the word of God. And, and a lot of folks will follow the devil. They will follow Satan because they uh, do not understand the scriptures, but also they're caught up in a lifestyle that their eyes are shielded from the gospel, mm, mm. that they are blinded to what the gospel is saying. Their interests, their uh, attention is drawn away from the word of God and it's being attracted to the things of this world. Right. Um, things that will change them, that they, they think will bring them happiness but they don't actually bring happiness. Things like drugs and things that alter your mind – well this is a great deception yes. that uh, people are um uh caught up in that and being drawn away from God because their minds are not clear Satan is having a field day out there things are not getting better they're actually getting worse mm. but Satan ha- but sorry but God has the power to overcome he says in Romans 13 11 12 God uh, Paul says this it says uh and now knowing the time pen Paul that now is the high time to wake out of sleep for now is our salvation nearer than when we believed the night is far spent the day is at hand so he's saying wake up Wake up, see what's happening around you. Know that there is a purity of life, that we are saved as a free gift from Jesus Christ through grace. And that grace will save us. And and stop being fooled and tricked into leading a life that will bring you death and and uh, that will bring you down. And not only you, but the loved ones around you, which is so important. You know, it's interesting, Nick, that um, uh, we had a neighbor for 12 years and uh, a lovely lady had a, a couple of young children and um she she got on to the alcohol and then she got on to drugs and then they split up and uh and one day she turned up at our place and uh she was skin and bone. Mm. Could hardly recognized her. My wife hugged her and she was all bone and she said um, uh she said uh, just trying to find out what happened to a partner next door. He had sold up and moved on. And uh, it was so sad to see her, and uh, we had words of comfort for her, and she left. And um, then I found out two days ago that she had died, mm. such a young lady. And, you know, she had it all. She had her house. She had children. She had a loving husband. Uh, she was, you know, happy. Then she got on to something that led on to something else. Uh, And then she got the money out of the house that went on the drugs, ended up with nothing. And then, oh, I I can't believe it. I am so sad that here is choices, the choices we make. Mm. You know, we can be fooled into thinking that things are better if we do this and that of this world. But Christ warns us, don't be of this world. You know, follow me. I am here. I'm at the door. Turn to me. For I will give you hope. Where would we, where would we be if we didn't have Christ in our lives? Indeed. So we pray for people today that they will turn to Christ, not turn to the things of this world, and don't be fooled by the conspiracy, the I- idea that Satan puts out mm. that that there is that God will hurt us. He's not a loving God. He is a loving God. Yes, He is there for each one of us, yes. and He will save us.
0: Yes, so wonderfully said, uh, Eric, and thank you so much for mentioning that because indeed there are so many people uh, uh, all around us who are suffering, who are distressed. Um, I came across myself even today of a situation like that, and uh, we're praying to God that um, when we are facing those difficulties, we'll turn to Him rather than just to give up Mm. Because uh, the enemy, Satan, the deceiver, that he, what he will like. Mm. Just to abandon, just to give up. Yes. But uh, let's pray to God yes. that um, uh, he will uh, continue to guide us, to lead us, and our mind to be open to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When it's uh, appealing to ourselves, because I believe each one of us will will uh, have that opportunity you know to hear the voice of god but don't don't harden your heart when you hear the voice of god when you hear that prompting you know and don't be ashamed to recognize that maybe you are vulnerable give it to god ask him Amen. to guide you and lead you eric i wonder if you could close with a short order of prayer for our listener dear heavenly father lord we thank you that we can come
1: before the throne of grace We thank you that you're a God who loves each one. No matter what we've done in our lives, Lord, no matter who we think we are, you love us so much that you gave your son for us, that he would die on that cross, that cruel cross, to give us grace, to help us, to to take our lives on that cross so beautifully. And today, Lord, we just pray for anybody out there that's struggling today that is being deceived by the Satan, that the things of this world are the things that will help a person and bring peace. For God tells us it is not the things of this world, but it is the listening to Christ, to accept Jesus into our lives. For Jesus changes us. He changes us inside out. And so, Lord, we pray for anybody today, Lord, that is struggling, that they will turn to you. You are the pure one, Lord. You are the one, Lord, that is the greatest Messiah. Mm. And, Lord, you are coming soon to take us home. And we pray for those that do not know you, that they will turn to you in their hour of need. Amen. For you want to save everybody, we pray in Christ's name.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Eddie, for uh, that prayer. Well, our time is up for today, uh, my dear friend, but um, I'll invite you to join us again tomorrow because we are going to address another question. How do I identify uh, a conspiracy theory? And again, myself here with um, Pastor Ricardo Shepard will be addressing this question. Don't miss on that one. Until then, may God richly bless you and trust in God, trust in the Lord. I'll leave you with a beautiful uh, song And uh, you have uh, a wonderful uh, evening. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
2: He's the hand on my shoulder.